You're listening to the Coach's Journey Podcast. Exposing the struggles and celebrating the successes in the life of coaches who are action takers and creating authentic impact in today's world. Whether you're just starting out, expanding your reach, or exploding your impact, you're in the right place right now. Stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Now, here are your hosts of the Coach's Journey Podcast. What's up, Coach's Journey Podcast listeners? We are here for another exciting episode for you. Today, we have a treat. You know that we kind of bounce between being able to talk about and dig deep in some of the topics that we struggle at in our coaching journeys just as coaches. But today, we have a super exciting and special guest for you today, Andrea Engstrom. She Yeah, she has an amazing story that you will not want to miss. She's harnessing the the value of collaboration in her own journey, and she is rocking it and killing it. So as you're listening to her story, you are going to hear some ideas in which you can take and actually use in your own coaching journey and your coaching growth. And so stick around so you can get those nuggets. I'm excited to hear what she has to say about some of the details so that I can find some nuggets as well. So I'm Dr. Sherry. I am one of the co-hosts for the Coach's Journey podcast. And we have Faisal Ansan, who is the other half of our lively and energetic weekly podcast. Faisal, normally what we do is we will talk a little bit about some wins that we've had. We haven't done this in a while, so I want to bring it back today because I'm excited to get Andrea's energy and hear a little bit about what's going on for her over this past week. So Andrea, just in a couple sentences, what is an amazing win that you've had this past week? All right. So I just did my numbers for my first month as a coach out all on my own. So I've been in other people's organizations and this is my first month launching a coaching program that is just my own. And I did $45,000 in my first month. And so I'm excited today to share with you how I did that and what were some of the things that I learned in that. But that's my big win for this week and this month. That is incredible. Some people aren't even making 45 in a year. So the fact that you were able to accomplish that in a month and at the beginning of transitioning back into your own work is incredible. All right, I'm so excited to jump into that. But before we do that, Faisal, what's a win for you? Win, a win. So for me, big win was you were part of that, Sherry. Just being part of a big event or small event for me was a big event, but just doing group coaching in person. And I had Sherry to take copious notes and then give me some really good feedback on my coaching. That that was a huge win. Like I've been reflecting on that a lot. And it's actually given me not only more confidence, but a lot of excitement to improve on the process and implement it next time around. So really, really happy about that and excited. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you, Sherry. Uh, Thank you. I'm going to piggyback on that. So a little bit of context. I'm in the real estate investing space and Faisal actually does a lot of coaching with real estate investors as well. And so we were at a mastermind this weekend in Denver and Faisal had the privilege of being able to facilitate some of the coaching aspects of the weekend. I was participating as a learner, as an investor, but I was able to kind of collaborate with Faisal on the back end to kind of Talk about like, how did it go? What went well? Because as a coach, we believe it is extremely important to never get comfortable in what you're doing. If we are constantly pushing ourselves to be better, to do more, to have a bigger impact, then we are going to be able to serve our clients continually at a higher level. And so I was super blessed to be able to kind of give Faisal that feedback. And honestly, I wasn't doing the hard work like he did, but I grew in confidence because I was able to see what he did. And I was like, and Sal asked me at one point, he's like, so what would you have done different? Or what, what is feedback you have for me and what I did? And I was like, actually, I was like thinking, well, what would I do? And what would I do next? So I was kind of like, you know, kind of secretly figuring out, well, if I was in this app position, what would I be doing? What would I be saying? How would I be handling it? Because he was doing some live coaching, which is what we're really pushing towards doing. It's like, how can we help people have an experience literally of coaching in a large group? So he was doing the coaching and I was kind of like processing and Anyway, so this, my confidence grew over the weekend as well. So it was good all around. Awesome. Yeah. So we have a coaching mastery community, which we are going to just touch base on quick. And when I said, we believe that as coaches, we always must grow and level up ourselves 
so that we can then be more effective and more impactful for our clients. We have the Coaching Journeys podcast is sponsored by the Coaching Mastery Community, which is a virtual community of international coaches. And the whole point of it is to help coaches grow in their business as well as their actual delivery of what they're doing. And so every week we come together, we brainstorm, we mastermind, we talk about best practices, and it's really a fantastic opportunity for coaches that are listening to be able to plug into a community so that they have support and they have accountability for their own growth. And also, Sherry, for those who are listening in the Facebook group, we actually have a masterclass coming up on Monday. It's going to be on the 24th this coming Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern. It's a two-hour masterclass on marketing, getting your first five clients or next five clients, which Andrea is going to go into a little bit here too, but dive deep into that and really get you to think what's happening in your marketing, how you can improve that process. And what we want to do is really simplify it because... A lot of coaches kind of have this thing that they need to master marketing before they can actually even even talk to clients, but that's not actually the case. So we're going to dive deeper into that. And maybe part of our conversation here will be about that. So I'll put the link for the masterclass underneath this afterwards. But I'm really excited to jump in here and hear how Andrea, how she's been able to do this. But why don't we get started with Andrea's journey a little bit, if you can tell us a little bit about how you got into coaching and what into it, why it's important. And then after that, we'll go into your path around creating that $45,000 in one month. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to take you way back to when I was about 20 years old and I was pregnant with my second baby already. I got married at 18 and then started having babies right away because I didn't know what in the world I wanted to be. I just knew that I wanted to be a mom. And so I would sit on my couch with my babies and watch Oprah. And on Oprah one day, there was a woman named Cheryl Richardson, and she had a book called Life on Purpose or something like that. And it was the first time I'd ever heard about life coaching. And as I was listening to this, I was like, what's my purpose? Maybe like, maybe that's what I want to be. And so it kind of planted the seed for some, like, I was like someday when I'm like 40 something and I have great life experience, I'm going to help other people be successful. But for right now, I'm going to sit here with my babies on my couch and just like talk with other people about what their ideas for life purpose are. Fast forward several years, I was working in an advertising agency and I had this idea about how we could help clients at a next level. And I was sharing it with my dad and my dad was a business coach. So he was with action coach, business coaching, and he was starting to gain some success in that. He was like rookie coach of the year was the first one in the organization to break a million dollars in sales in one year as a coach and started earning accolades of like global coach of the year. And I was like, dad, I have this idea for how we can help clients. And he was like, Hey, that idea is kind of like what I do. And he said, you know, why don't you come and do that with me? And so um, I became his marketing manager and then business development director. And then pretty soon I got to the opportunity to become a certified business coach in his organization. And so I was working with my dad for years and then I decided, well, my real passion is branding and agency work. And so I said, let's start an agency. And so We started an ad agency and built it up to about 30 team members over the course of five years um, and then sold it. And then I was like, what's my next thing? And so I was connected with the the Women's Real Estate Investors Network and I took their little masterclass and then I started, you know, I was like, I'm going to be all in. And so I did 10 deals in my first six months as an investor And then they invited me to be a coach in their organization because they're like, we need a business coach. All these women are starting businesses for the first time. And so, and so they brought me in as a coach. And so then I did that for about a year and a half. And, you know, in that coaching organization, I also had the opportunity to do sales and to, you know, be a recruiter. And so I was able to really develop my skill sets in some different ways, especially working with women entrepreneurs. And so after a while, you know, I just felt this stirring in my heart that this was not it for me, like that working in somebody else's organization, I did $2 million in sales for them while I was working in their organization. And I was like, what am I doing? Like, I know that there's, that I meant for something more and that there's a message inside me that really needs to come out. And I think that doing it in underneath someone else's umbrella was not going to be my long-term thing. I knew that I was supposed to be going and doing this thing on my own. 
And, you know, that causes great dissonance. I don't know if any of our listeners here have ever felt that, like you had kind of a, you know, I was a coach in their organization, but it was kind of like having a day job where I knew that what my paycheck would be and it was comfortable, but there was this like, you know, and I was doing really well and having a lot of fun. And I felt like I was in that zone of excellence even, but not in my zone of genius. And so that's really, for me, what created like a dissonance in me. And I was like, this isn't all there is. And I think that there's a next level for me. And as long as I'm staying comfortable, I'm not going to push, I'm not going to get out. I'm not going to do the thing. And so I just had to have a conversation with them and saying, this is what I'm, this is what I'm thinking. And this is what I have to do. And so they wished me well. And then, you know, a few weeks later, I launched my coaching, my coaching group. And here we are. That's awesome. Well, congratulations, Andrea, first of all, on the courage that you mustered to be able to make the tra- these transitions. As you're talking about it, it, you know, it sounds like, oh my gosh, she's done so many amazing things and has transitioned so many times. Like, surely this was just like an obvious, easy thing for her. But, but I would guess deep down, there was probably a lot of soul searching and questioning of like, do I really do this? Yes, absolutely. And I want to tell you the thing that pushed me over the edge. And I'm so excited that you have a masterclass on Monday because that is what pushed me over the edge is that I saw an ad for a little masterclass on, you know, and it was about like hosting your own workshop. And so I'll share more about what I did with that. But I was just like, okay, being here stuck in my living room, journaling about it is it's not doing it. And so, you know, we can write about our hopes and our dreams and what we really, really want. But until we do something that commits to that change, then it's really easy for us to stay comfortable and stay stuck. And so I'm a big believer in investing in yourself in coaching to be able to push yourself to that next level. And so this works, this, you know, masterclass that I took was like, you know, here's what we're doing. And, and I joined their program and they said, you know, on week five, we're hosting a speakathon and you, and everybody has to host their own workshop. And I was like, okay, let's do it. I'm just going to do my, I'm going to do it. And I actually joined because of that accountability. Like I needed somebody that was somebody else outside of myself, outside of my living room that was giving me that nudge and holding me accountable to actually launching the thing to actually doing the thing. And so I encourage everybody who's listening to this, like sign up for the the masterclass that's on Monday, because that learning that like is sometimes the kick in the butt that you need is like, just to have that clarity of the first steps that you need to take. And for me, that was really what did it. Awesome. I hear so much integrity in what you're saying, because you did a masterclass, but you also took and we're participating in your own development and your own learning and keeping yourself accountable. And while now I'm sure in your coaching program, like you're holding other people accountable to taking action. So you're very much being, you know, having a lot of integrity in what you're saying and coaching and how you were growing as well. I think that's an incredible example. Yeah, Thank you. That, that, that's also a very important value for us uh, within the coaching mastery community and within what we do is that, I mean, it's literally part of our system that any coach that joins our program, they need to get feedback on their coaching process. I actually spent some time this week looking at a couple of sessions that I was listening to with one, for one of our coaches that, so part of our contract is that with these organizations where we send in coaches. And one of the challenges has been that like, the conversion rate was not as high and some of the coaches, they were like, okay, this is not working out. And my thought process is because I had done five calls for this organization. I had closed three clients and mm-hmm. um, third client was a double the rate that they're offering. And I'm like, it's not adding up. Something is not adding up. And I just asked one of the coaches, just can you share the recording with me? And I went through the recording. It's not the sales. It's not the offer. It has nothing to do with the rate. There's something off with the coaching. Let's talk mm-hmm. about and there was, and this is something that we talk about a lot is that you need feedback. This is like the level of coaching that we're offering that coach might've not been used to it. And it's still a really good coach, but the way they were approaching it is not going to get the client to have the necessity, the urgency and the value that they need to make a decision around a 12 K program or 24 K program. 
And that comes down to your skill sets. That comes down to how much work you've done, how much coaching you've done in the process, what you've gone through. So we really talk about that a lot is, yes, we're going to talk about the business pieces. We're going to help you move forward. But if you get on a call and you cannot deliver the value, then it doesn't matter what kind of great marketing system you have. You're going to be stuck or sales system that you have. So I do want to hear a little bit more about your journey because I'm interested personally, because I think it's very exciting. So what I at least heard that you had, you were part of another program, which I did, I have a very similar journey as well. Uh-huh. You were part of another program, then you went on your own and that you were doing business coaching. So then after that, you jumped in and you started your own, I'm guessing your group. And uh-huh. tell us a little bit about what kind of coaching do you do now? Are you still doing business coaching? Or are you doing other kinds of coaching? Yes, absolutely. So I teach a workshop called the three secrets to double your income, clarity, confidence, and unlimited referrals. And it's for women entrepreneurs. A lot of my clients are real estate investors, but I don't coach on real estate like at all. What I do is I help people know how to get a steady stream of leads and and step into their personal clarity and confidence so that they become highly referable and also taking that action that it takes. So I mentioned earlier, you know, I got 10 deals in my first six months as an investor. I didn't do any marketing and even had an advertising agency. Like I know how to market. I know how to do all these things, but I didn't have to do any of that. And seven of my first 10 deals came from referrals. And so I coach people on, you know, the steps that I took as a business owner, starting something new that was really scary to step into my personal confidence. And so we go through exercises together to overcome limiting beliefs, to, you know, step into the mindset of a successful entrepreneur and develop those affirmations and a clear vision for the future. And then actually practice presenting ourselves with confidence. And then I have scripts and processes that I walk people through that are specifically like how to provide undeniable value to other people so that they also want to send you referrals because you're making connections for them and then they want to make connections for you. And so I have a six week group coaching program right now. And that's what I was, that's what I've been like launching with. And so my offer is $2,000 and I have, you know, a payments option that, that is a a little bit different, but yeah, so it was, you know, I've done 45,000, but it was with a very entry-level offer. And so I'm excited because I'm planning my Ascension offer. Like what's next? Cause I've got all these people that are like, three weeks in and it's about time to start talking about what's next. Yeah. But it's primarily, so we do some business coaching and I actually walk them through how to improve the profitability in their business with, you know, looking at their lead generation, their conversion rate, average dollar sale, number of transaction and their profit margin. And by the way, referrals is a great strategy to improve all of those numbers. And so we talk about how that works and then how to specifically develop your top 100 list and what to say when you get in front of someone who's meeting with your ideal, you know, your ideal clients. So in real estate investing, for example, that would be, you know, people who are meeting with lots of homeowners that can spot someone in a challenging situation and let them know that you can help. I love how super specific you are in all of this. And I know that a challenge for some coaches is to be able to get specific enough to where they're actually attracting people instead of just saying, oh, you know, even with high performance coaching, which is both part of Faisal in my background, I'm a high performance coach. I will help you have a great and more satisfying life. Like that is still super like generic. So how did you... What work and and experience or practice did you have over the years or what does that look like for you where you were able to get so specific? Yeah. So the coaching program that I went through to be able to like launch my workshop, they encouraged us to have a niche for now. And so Mm -hmm. one of the things that I think holds us up is that we think, well, if I launch and I'm really specific, then I'm locked into that forever. And then what if I don't like working with those people forever? And what if I want to, you know, I don't want to limit myself. And so instead of being so specific, then we will say, well, I don't want to limit myself, but, but in reality, people need to be able to know exactly who to, and this is a referral principle too. We say it has to pass the face test, which means when I tell you what I do, you would be able to think of someone specific to refer to my program. You'd be able to go, oh, I could refer them to so-and-so. And so if we're super, super broad and we're like, you want a better life and better health and better relationships and to make more money. And you're like, 
I don't know, like, who is that versus the concept of like, if you're a woman entrepreneur who, who needs to get more leads in your business, I'm going to teach you a referrals process. And so sometimes our niche can be about, and this kind of goes back to, for me, this was a really comfortable conversation because I had a branding agency where we would walk people through this exercise all the time to get really clear about who's your ideal target audience. What do they care about? What are their points of pain? What keeps them awake at night? And how do you solve that problem in a meaningfully unique way? And a lot of people will niche around a super targeted group of people. So like busy moms, for example, busy moms of toddlers is a very specific group of people or executives earning six figures plus per year or seven figure, seven figure business owners in a certain category, right? So those are specific groups of people. But another way that you can think of to niche is to niche in the area of specific, like where you specifically help. And so for me, like that was why I talk about referrals because that's a super specific way that I help. And obviously my program is also about clarity and confidence. It's like clarity, confidence, and connections is what we talk about. But, you know, I have people that come to me and they're like, I've been struggling to get leads. I've tried text marketing, ringless voicemail, direct mail, door knocking, cold calling, bandit signs. I've tried all these things and I still don't have a deal. And so then they're like, but I haven't tried a proactive referrals process. And so when we look back and say, okay, what is my story? What is it that I'm, because we're we're best able to help who we used to be, right? I look back at my story and say, you know, what is part of my story that can be really helpful to people right now? And for me, like I've always grown businesses with referrals, but I have a really specific way that that helped me to get deals when I was very, very early. I had three properties under contract in my first 30 days as a real estate investor, when I'm looking around and everybody else is struggling and they're like trying to get their CRM set up with their direct, their ringless voicemails. And they're like the technology, the technology. And I was like, I don't even use that stuff, but I have (laughs) proactive conversations that are really, really helpful. And here's what my results are. And so it solves a problem for people in a really specific way. And it's like how to get leads without having to mess with the technology, without having to spend a bunch of money on advertising without. And so it solves a problem in a super specific way. And even if I help them, and even if my Ascension offer is something that is bigger or more broad, then the way that I'm getting them in the doors with something that's really specific. Yeah, I love that. One of my key takeaways from that in thinking about my own journey as a coach and how I'm marketing with folks is you are, you're giving them what they need, but you're also speaking to addressing what they think they want. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you've definitely spent in, from my vantage point, you've definitely spent a lot of time refining how to speak in a way that resonates with what they're needing. So I love that. That is fantastic. It was making me think like, "Hmm, I might be able to use that. Awesome. Love it. Yeah, yeah, I really love your approach, Andrea. And so what I'm getting at, and this is where I want to go into, because a lot of coaches are also deciding where do they want to go? How do they want to help people? And at least what I'm getting is your coaching is a mix of mindset coaching and business coaching in there, consulting. Absolutely. So you've brought in both strengths. I actually have a certification in that, which is a mix of the two through Mind Valley as well. And I I think it's a very world to be in. I'm curious to hear your thoughts because, and I've had some of these conversations with our group members too, I will get on a call with them. And a lot of people call themselves coaches. And I think we're also kind of trying to set up like, what is a coach? So business coaches are primarily more, yes, they do help you think through a lot of things, but they're more like consultants, mm-hmm. but mindset coaches, they help you dig deeper and help you reset some of the stuff, get rid of some of the mental blocks, go deeper with you. And there are different types of those. And I actually had a conversation yesterday with one of the members in the community. And what I found out was that she was a financial coach, which ah. by the end of it, I realized she was a financial consultant. And, and I asked her, I'm like, well, how do you approach your sessions? Like, well, I help them make sense of their finances and I give them a system so they can get out of debt and focus on growing their finances. And then she did say, she's like, whenever, sometimes people say things like, well, I'm, she was talking about an entrepreneur where she was undercharging and she's like, why is that person undercharging? And she even asked that question, why are you, why are you charging that? But she didn't know where to go after that. Like, that's where you don't have training on the coaching side enough. 
So what are your thoughts about that? How would coaches, like, what are your thoughts about coaching in that region? And how do you recommend coaches approach this? Yeah. So as a business coach, I would always tell people, nobody is going to care about your profitability in your business more than me. And so I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you to identify how to make tweaks in your business to be able to improve your profitability. And then I'm going to hold you accountable. And I think the accountability is the difference between a consultant and a coach. A consultant will tell you what to do and maybe even give you an awesome binder that sits on your shelf of their recommendations. But a coach is going to get in, you know, is going to be there right alongside you, holding you accountable to actually implementing the recommendations or to helping you identify what your strategy is, help you make a commitment to that, and then holding you accountable to what you say was important to you. Whereas a coach is really about, let me ask you some questions and then I'm going to give you some solutions and then I hope that you implement those things, right? And so I think that's that's the big difference for me in between a, like a business coach and a business consultant. But when we think about mindset coaching, I don't know that you can do you know business coaching and really hold someone accountable without the mindset piece of it. Without, I mean, and I think that goes for any you know any type of coaching. We have to address the mindset because we're we're working on this you know, the transformation and the transformation doesn't just happen by someone, you know, wanting something and then getting the answer that the transformation has to happen inside ourselves. And I always say, who do you need to be in order to do what it takes to have what you want to have? And so a lot of people can get really clear on what they want to have and they'll set goals about what they want to have. And then they'll even have the action steps. Like, what do I want to do? And that's often what a consultant does, right? They help under you get clear of what you, where you want to go, where are we going to take this thing and how are we going to get there? The next piece of it, and this is the coach piece is who do I need to be? And so a great coach is going to be helping you to develop the qualities in yourself around the identity shift that has to happen for you to be able to step into that next level of success and confidently take the action that successful people take in order to get those things done and to have the success that they want. Cause we don't wake up. We don't wake up as future successful us every day. We usually have to remind ourselves of those things, right? We have to like, you know, practice habits that will, will get us into the right mindset. And that gets us into the right energy to be able to take those actions. Cause most of us have this you know, this internal thermostat where we're, if we are trying to move outside of what our, our identity thermostat is set at, and we're like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to try to take 90 degree actions, but we're actually a 70 degree person. Then our 70 the thermostat inside us is going to try to pull us on back and say like, no, no, we can procrastinate on that. No, it's not that important. We don't, you know, or we're not worthy of that success. Or if I do that, you know, it's all those fears that creep in. Yeah. And so if we aren't addressing the B, the identity piece, then we may have success for a minute, but we're going to find ourselves right back where we started. And sometimes self-sabotage to a place where we're even like farther back than, we, than when we started and we'll go, what happened? And it's the internal work that, that we missed. And I think consultants usually will miss that. And that's why coaches are so important. I love that distinction there. So, so at least what I heard there is that Coaches need to deal with mindset. Consultants give you a system and process. And then the reason why I said is those who are listening, if you're calling yourself a coach, then there is a piece of training or awareness you need to have on the, on where you don't just tell people get up and take action. You help them make sense of that in relation to their, who they are or who they're becoming in relation to their identity. Would you say that's accurate? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, one of the things I think as a coach, that's also so important for us is that we help people. There's a formula for change. I don't know. Are you familiar with the formula for change? Can I share this with you? I'm about list- to be. Okay, great. Great. Okay. So the formula for change is D times V plus F S must be greater than R. And so the D is for dissatisfaction. So our personal dissatisfaction with where we are in our life, and it could be with our health, our finances, our relationships. You know, we have coaches listening who are in all of those categories, right? So I, you know, we have to make sure that our our level of dissatisfaction um, is then multiplied by our clear vision for the future. So as a coach, we also have to help people get clear about what they want. And, And most people don't even know what they want. 
Because in reality, nobody's asking that question. What do you really want? And most of us haven't allowed ourselves the luxury of setting aside expectations of other people or what other people need of us or what we think our role should be to take time to ask, answer that question. So as a coach, that's a, such a privilege that we get is to help people cast a clear vision for the future. And then also as a coach, we get to help them with first steps. And so that's our FS. So it's dissatisfaction times a clear vision for the future plus first steps must be greater than R, which is resistance to change. And so most people are comfortable, like I was talking about, like we get comfortable and we're even suffering in comfort. We, you know, we'll have an extra glass of wine at the end of the day to make ourselves feel better. And so our resistance to change is like, it's bad, but it's not that bad because I have a really, you know, comfortable paycheck. And so I don't want to leave, but my, you know, but I don't love this and I know it's limiting me and I know I'm capable of more. And so our resistance to change can be really high because of some of those comfort factors. But as a coach, if we can help people to identify their level of dissatisfaction and help to elevate that, because in some situations, you know, that resistance to change is high because things aren't bad enough. Yeah. And we aren't even looking at how bad it actually is or projecting into the future. If I keep going down this path, I'm going to have no retirement, right? I'm going to have, you know, my relationship is suffering. And what if that goes, you know, can, can continues to spiral downward? We're just trying to be comfortable for another moment. And so if we can help people to, you know, elevate their level of personal dissatisfaction by looking at what's really going on in their life. And if we kept going down that path, what's going to happen? And then paint, helping them to identify what is their clear vision for the future and then identify those just first steps. And sometimes those first steps are just how to start coaching with you. Mm-hmm. That sometimes that's all people need to know is like, we just shine a light just a few feet out. And if they can see that there is light that they can follow and just take a few first steps, then if those things are greater than their resistance to change, then they're going to a start working with us, but they're also going to move, you know, we're going to move towards their clear vision for a better future. And, you know, I think when we're presenting someone an opportunity to work with us as a coach, you know, we have to get through, like, we have to help them to go through that formula for change or their resistance to change just stays. Like they just go, Nope, I'm okay. I'm okay. I can make an excuse as to why now is not a good time, or I have to talk to my spouse, or I, you know, don't have enough money in my account or whatever those reasons are. But if we can help them to elevate those things that, and make them greater than their resistance, that's when the change happens. And as a coach, one of the things that we have to do is invite people to solidify their commitment to change. And the only way that that happens is with an exchange of dollars, because where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. And so we all solidify our commitment to change by spending money, right? If we think about it at the beginning of the year, what is the, you know, what do we do? We go buy shoes, we join a gym, we hire a trainer, we buy the workout gear because we're solidifying our commitment to change. If I buy this stuff, if I buy the Peloton, I'm going to start working out, right? The same thing is true with coaching. When people have a high level of dissatisfaction, they look for a way to solidify their commitment to change. And we get to be, as coaches, we get to be that solution. That's awesome. I love that. So as you're saying this, I'm thinking about your own journey and that there, you're part of this, this class, this course that helped you kind of put some structure around your next steps. I'm wondering what, and I've got to use the analogy that you used with the thermostat. Andrea, what made you hotter? (laughs) Yeah. You know, when I first started in real estate, I, one of the very first things that I did, because everybody was like, how did you get so many deals? And I could tell you about that, but the question that nobody was asking me, and then this is part of what I help people with today is to identify who do I need to be? And then to write really clear affirmation statements around who I'm going to show up as. And so that was really a big piece of it is getting clear about who do I need to be in order to do what it takes to have what I want to have. And so if you want, I would love to share my affirmation statements with your listeners. Would that be okay if I tell you? Because these are the things I continue to say, you know, out loud to myself on a regular basis. Let me see if I can find them here. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm going to pull them up and I should know these by heart, right? Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to share with you my affirmation statements and I call these the truth. So the truth, this is the truth about who I am becoming. 
And so beyond just like patting, you know, just saying, oh, you're doing fine. You're doing great. Affirm, you know, affirm, affirm, affirm. I say, no, this is the truth about who I am becoming. And so I claim these things every day. I am bold. I take action. I am strong. I get through challenges and lead others. I am kind, even in stressful situations. I am disciplined. I keep promises to myself. I am tenacious. I can do hard things. I am a developer. I create opportunities, not wait for them. I am an attractor of multi-million dollar deals. I am inspiring. I am authentic. I make a difference. So the moment that I decided to be, become a real estate investor, I started saying those things out loud to myself. And your brain doesn't know the difference between what is true and what you tell it. And so your brain goes to work to say, Oh, excellent. We are disciplined. Let's see. Let's prove that's true. We are tenacious. Okay. So when you feel like quitting, that's the thing that pops into your head and says, no, I'm not a quitter. I am tenacious. And just by the way, all of those statements that I just shared with you are things that are the opposite of the things that are my limiting beliefs. They're the things that I've had to overcome. And the stories that I tell myself about the failures that I've had in my past and how I've quit so many things and, you know, what I'm not capable of. And so I took those limiting beliefs and I had to turn them into the truth and then remind myself of that truth. Cause I don't show up as that girl every day. I got to remind myself who I am. And so even as I was starting to say those things out loud as a real estate investor, and then got the opportunity to be a coach and the network, and I'm helping other people to overcome their limiting beliefs and to step into their next level of success. I think, you know, as you're elevating your thermostat, as you're elevating your identity, that's also where sometimes that, that dissatisfaction will start to creep up again and say, wait a second, am I just being comfortable? Am I capable of more? And, you know, am I holding myself, myself back because of fear? And so we can do one brave thing and then we prove to ourselves that we are brave, but then what's the next brave thing? Cause we haven't, you know, we have, I didn't arrive when I did a few deals. It's like, who do I need to be? next so that I'm actually stepping into my potential. I love that. So as you were speaking, those, those affirmations or those truths, are those the same truths then that you're speaking out in your marketing so that you are attracting the women who also want to be that way? Yeah. I mean, I share those things a lot, but a lot of times the marketing that we're, that we're talking about is, is, you know, I'm not always sharing like what the, you know, what it looks like on the other side all the time. Sometimes I'm talking about the pain, like, you know, after this session today, I'm going into my Facebook group and doing a session on that's called I'm stuck (laughs) because when people read that, they're like, oh my gosh, me too. And I think two of the most powerful words in the world are me too. And if people can see their story in your story, like, and where you've come from or, you know, and they go, no, that's the pain I'm feeling. And I need to figure out how to get out of it. And so there's a balance of that. And so I will share those affirmations, but it's usually in response to something that is that we need to overcome because that's where people go, oh yeah, yeah, that's what that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. I really love that. And I want to circle back to something that you said, but I want to ask this question. So a coach jumps in, since you you've had some success in this area, coach is like, okay, they've either come out of a certification or they've trained themselves in some way. However, that has happened, like, okay, they put on the hat of a coach hesitantly. I'm a coach. I'm going to go get clients. So from what you know and what you've been able to implement, what are their next steps? What do they need to do to build a consistent client flow? What needs to happen? And how can you do it in a simple way, not in a complicated way that's tough? Yeah. Yeah. So I mentioned that one of the things that I did to launch was a workshop And I just promoted it on my own Facebook page, like my own Facebook personal page. And, you know, over the last few years, I built up my, I've been really intentional about adding friends to Facebook because I need to know that connections are what make the world go round, right? The relationships. And so just for clarity, I have almost 5,000 friends on Facebook. And so when I posted my workshop, I had 500 people RSVP for my workshop, which is a lot without promoting it with Facebook ads. Are you active before that when you posted that? I was posting pictures of my grandbabies and posting pictures of mostly family stuff because after I sold my grandchildren, I do. I have two grandbabies. Thank you. I would not have missed that. (laughs) All right. 
Yeah. So I would primarily post personal stuff and I did post and share when I was, you know, launching my real estate thing. And then I've made lots of friends from the networks that I've joined. And so when I posted that workshop, and I think part of it was like the name of the workshop resonates. It's a very clear, like, here's the clear value and here's who it's for. And that's really important. And so I hosted that workshop out of 500 registrants, 250 showed up. And then I learned a lot in that first one. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, there's so many people joining. I'm just going to share my offer and people are just going to flood in and sign up. And so guess how many registrations I got my first night that I did that workshop. That many. <laughs> one, one registered. And I was like, oh crap. Okay. So I really should have done the thing that they teach you to do, which is instead <laughs> of making your offer, instead of just saying like, here's my offer, it's 1997 and it's a six week program click this link and join, right? Um, that was good learning for me because I thought, well, all these people know me and they like me and they trust me. They're just gonna flood into my program and it didn't happen. And so what I had to do over the next couple of weeks is to, A, I, I posted my event through Eventbrite. So I got all of their email addresses and I, and so don't do a Facebook event because you get no one's email address from a Facebook event, but I got all those email addresses and I was able to follow up with them and to send them an offer to book a bold breakthrough session with me. It's a free 30 minute complimentary coaching call where we're going to do, you know, we're going to dig into your goals, understand your challenges and what's stopping you and see if we can help you have a plan to get unstuck and see if it's a good fit for us to work together. And so over that next couple of weeks, I did about, oh, I don't know, 30, 30 sessions with people. And that's where my sales came from. That is where it came from. And so that was a good learning. Everybody learned from what I did wrong in my first lot, my first workshop. But then I realized I had a lot of people reach out and say, Hey, I wasn't able to attend your workshop. Are you, when are you doing it again? Are you doing another one? And so I went ahead and did an encore event that was, you know, just under four weeks later. And so for that one, I only had 70 people register, 35 people attended and instead of sharing the whole offer, I said, this is what I do in my program with people. But tonight, what I want to offer you is a breakthrough session, 30 minutes with me one-to-one. -one. I didn't tell them what the cost of the program was. I didn't say, wouldn't, you know, go ahead and click here to sign up. I just offered a free breakthrough session and I had 14 of the 35 book immediately. That's and awesome. that, yeah, yeah. And so for, that's one of my pieces of advice to you host a little workshop. You don't need 500 people to register. You know, I got 35 attended and 14 actually signed, you know, joined, registered for a session with me or booked a call with me. And then of those 14, I think eight of them said yes to my program, right? So you don't need hundreds and hundreds of people. You just need a handful of the right people with the right offer. And for most coaches, especially if you're first starting out, the right offer is simply let's book a, a session to get, like, let's do a complimentary coaching session together and we'll see if it's a good fit for us to work together yeah. moving forward. I, I love how simple that is. So thank you for simplifying that. And I want to go into a little bit what that entailed in the workshop, because I do these workshops. Mine is, I think, a little bit different than yours. Uh -huh. And you had a 30 minute conversation, which is a little bit different than the way we do them. It's still a conversation, mm -hmm. but ours is a little bit longer. So I'm curious in this part, what your thoughts are. First of all, just to be clear, how much is the offer that you're presenting? Because that matters as to how long the, the impact of that conversation is. So was there, was there any coaching in the workshop? And I'm based on what you're saying, I'm guessing there is some coaching in the 30 minute session. And then after the 30 minute session, you are off making your offer on that call, you're booking another call. How's that process? Yes. So my workshop is 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. And in that 90 minutes, I share the three secrets and essentially the three secrets to, and anybody, you know, always put a number with what you're sharing in your workshop. People love numbers. And so the three secrets are also things that point to what I help people through in my coaching program. Right. And so I'm giving them some really good, valuable content for that 90 minutes where there's undeniable undeniable value. If you never work with me, you're going to have, you know, a better business and a better mindset for just having attended my workshop. But then on the, the breakthrough session, and I did 30 minutes because I was like, I'm going to max, like I'm, I was worried I was going to max out on my time. But what I found is that it would really be better to do 45 minutes, but I'm starting to, I'm starting to get it down and I'm doing okay with this. And my offer right now, it's just a six week offer 
for $19.97. So it's $2,000 essentially, and it's for us to work together for six weeks. And so that, that is what I present. So really what I do is like, I spend the first 10 minutes of a 30 minute call talking about their goals and their challenges. The next 10 minutes are usually maybe five to seven minutes are talking about some key strategies, like a little mini plan to help them move forward and have a breakthrough. And then the last 10 to 13 minutes are me actually sharing how we would work together as a, if they were to join my group coaching program. I think for my next level offer, when I start to charge more, um, I think having more time would be better, but I want to tell you this, like the coaching organization that I was in, that I was working in previously, like we were, you know, we would do a seven day masterclass that leads to a, you know, you fill out an application to join the mentorship. And then the mentorship is offers is um, in a, it, it, we used to do 45 minute calls. And then we started doing 30 minute calls and the expectation of it being 30 minutes, there was really not a great difference in the conversion rate between a 45 minute call and a 30 minute call. And I've sold both at a $10,000 price point and a $20,000 price point. The 20,000 was like a little bit different. So by the end of my time, I was you know, it was $20,000 offer in a 30 minute call. And my conversion rate only dropped by about 5% with those differences. And I don't know if, you know, if I would have had 45 minutes, I don't think it would have converted at a higher level because people, sometimes people can either do it or they can't in terms of finding the money to do something like that. Does that make sense? I I would love to see the details on that because I have a very different approach to that. And I get it because you've had success in there. And and this is where I think things become very interesting because there are different ways of approaching something. And I've listened to calls that were for 30 minutes. And if I was walking through a call for 30 minutes, I would not sign up for a $10,000 program or $20,000 program the way it was approached. And I know there are some sales skills in there and there are some coaching skills, which are the same, but that will matter. And also your credibility matters. There are a bunch of other things that matter in there. And I want to just lay it out for people to get a different perspective on that. So I've done workshops where I've offered a $2,000 program. So basically I've actually done a, in just a different take than yours. So I've done a workshop where I walk them through a vision exercise and of it, I have a $2,000 coaching program. So at this point, it's a $6,000 coaching program. I've had more success with the 2000 than the 6,000, but the 6,000 converted more when I had that one-on-one conversation with them. So I've had to at least get them on a call afterwards. So I'm still working through that. But the $2,000 program, uh, I just offered it at the end of a masterclass, which or a coaching class, which was around close to two hours. And I've had good conversion on that. Now on the one-on-one side, the way I approach it nowadays, at least I've done 60 minute calls, 90 minute calls, two hour calls. Yeah, so I start with a 30 minute, like an intro conversation. If somebody has listened to me on podcasts or somewhere else, I'll have a quick conversation. Then I book a longer call. So I actually spend a good 90 minutes to two hours with the clients. And sometimes I won't even offer it at the end. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I do offer it at the end. And we're talking about programs. I have three tiers. It's 25,000, 12,000 and 6,000. And Mm -hmm. they go into one of those. My conversion rates are fairly high. Um, uh-huh. But within those two hours, there's a lot of deep, deep dive coaching that happens. But either way, I think that the place we're both aligned in is that there needs to be value in there. They need to experience that you can actually help them move forward. Well, yeah. What are your thoughts about that? I'm curious. Yeah. You know, the other group that I was mentioning, like that 30 minute call is at the end of a seven day masterclass where they've spent, you know, 10 to 12, 14 hours of learning from them. And that's, that's a much a different lot of value points, huge value, undeniable value. And so most people, by the time they get on that call, it's really, can I find the money to do this? Help me get creative about that. So just for clarity, that's a really important piece of the conversation. And for mine, you know, I know in a 90 minute workshop, there's not, you know, you can't, you can't provide the value you could in a 12 hour masterclass. But, but I think there's a high level of trust that is built with that. And I think, you know, I always think of it as like urgency and frequency. And so we can take two hours to do something, or we can take 30 minutes to do something. If we're thinking about what is the, what is the result that we're trying to get to? And there's a lot of paths that we can take to get there. But, you know, some people, I think, you know, prefer a more direct approach. Like we've all met those people. I'm not one of those people actually. I actually love to talk and I love to hear your whole life story and all those things. But, you know, we also have to build a business that works for us. 
And so if I think about the number of hours in a week that I want to spend on sales calls, you know, if we work backwards from that and say, okay, well, what if I only had 30 minutes with someone, how could I provide as much value as possible and get them to go through? Because the reality is, is that whether it's two hours or 30 minutes, people have to go through that formula for change. We have to identify their level of dissatisfaction, elevate that because we ask those next level questions. Like, how is that affecting your marriage? How is that, you know, what do you see 10 years from now? If you keep going down this path, what's going to happen? So we can get to a level of dissatisfaction with a few key questions, but then, you know, understanding their vision for the future and helping them to, to have a new, bigger vision and then clarity of first steps. And all of those things can happen in 20 or 30 minutes versus two hours. And so it's just a matter of, you know, being really intentional and, you know, I use scripts a lot. Like that's for me, like that's part of how you get your process down to something that's manageable, but you know what? I mean, there's a lot of people that recommend a 15 minute triage call and then a 45 minute, you know, for if it's a high ticket item. And so it's really about what's, you know, we always, we need to test, measure and improve, always test and measure. So if we have a script and we have a sales process, And then we can test, like, what if I did, instead of 90 minutes, I did one hour. What if instead of one hour, I did 45 minutes? And then we can test that for a while and see what's our conversion rate. Because the highest value thing that we have in any of our lives is our time. And so the more of that, you know, the more time we can spend in a high value activity that, you know, you can earn a thousand dollars in one hour, you can earn it in two hours. It's a matter of what you're doing in that hour, right? I agree. And I love what you said is that ultimately comes down to testing all this stuff and I've tested different things. And I think the place where we defer in our thinking is that I think it, based on what we're saying, I think it varies a lot based on the coaching model that you have. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I've seen so many different types of coaching models that with some coaching models pointing at myself, it might be very hard to get to the 30 minutes. It's possible for a lower tier program, but if I'm offering a high tier program, then that's different. And also, I tend to look at time a little bit differently too. The way I think about it, and it might not work out for everybody because, like you said, it needs to work with your life. Yeah. Uh, I tend to look at the long term journey of this client. Most of my clients, on average, clients, uh, my clients will stay one year plus with me. Uh-huh. Many of my clients will say two, three, four years. And on top of that, I look at their referral, like what's the referral potential in there. So if I'm spending like two and a half hours with one client and this is a high ticket client, it's going to have a longer journey and I'm going to get a lot of referrals out of it. That is a huge value for, for my time. And it actually adds value and helps them feel safe enough to move forward with me. To me, mm-hmm. that's important. But also I understand your point of view on that is that, hey, if you can do something in 30 minutes based on your coaching model, why take one hour or two hours? I get that too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, in the previous organization that I was working in with my dad, we would do a 90 minute session, but our entry point for coaching was like a $40,000 ticket. And then some people like would, I mean, they, we'd have people that were spending up to $150,000 with us because we were working and they were a lot of doctors we were working with. So we were coaching them. We were coaching their office manager. They were in a mastermind group and the results were so undeniable. And I want you to hear that. Well, the results were so undeniable in terms of, you know, people adding a million dollars of profit to their business in one year. And so, you know, whatever the offer is, I think, you know, when there's undeniable results connected to it, I think it also allows you to have a higher ticket offer with a, you know, and you don't have to spend out, you know, hours and hours with people to be able to do a hundred thousand dollar sale with someone. You just have to know what's important to them and show them how you are going to help them get the result that they're looking for. And I think the level of result, and that's where maybe, you know, as a business coach, when we're helping people make more money, the conversation about spending money is also a lot different. It can, it's a different kind of conversation. And so if they perceive that they're going to make more money, it's an ROI, literally, versus something that's just really important to someone. Um, And a lot of people will spend a lot of money to get things that are important to them in terms of relationships or health or whatever those things are. But I think that, you know, being able to point to undeniable results is also something that I think can help people to get, you know, to be able to close a little bit faster with a very, very high ticket item because, you know, also referrals close at a higher level, right? I teach referrals, but a referral is always going to convert at a 50% higher rate than almost any other kind of lead. So that's awesome. 
And I love how you guys are sharing kind of some differences in approaches and how you think about things, but the reality about marketing and sales and all of this stuff, which is part of why I get so frustrated with it at times, it's a crapshoot in some respects and you have to test it. Like you can't really speak with confidence that something's going to work until you test it. And then you test it and then you are fine. Test, refine, test, refine, you know, that whole scientific, what is it called? The the scientific method. So Yeah. You know, try an approach, test it and tweak it as you go to make sure that you kind of land on what seems to work best for you and your abilities and your skill set in selling and marketing and having those conversations. And yeah, it's a journey. It's the coach's journey, right? Yeah, definitely. And I really appreciate you, Andrea, just sharing your journey so openly because a lot of people don't. And there are so many nuances in there. Like your background matters as a business coach. Even your relationship with your dad matters. Yeah. And your your efforts in this organization, how you were able to see the whole thing, your ability to experiment with all this stuff at different levels and getting different perspectives, your journey of getting the support that you need all that matters. And I think that journey is so important. A lot of people underestimate it because coaches come into the picture and they might be like, well, I'm just going to do this for, I literally got off the call the other day with a coach. It's like some business coach told me that it's just going to take you a couple of months on social media and you'll be good. That is not how things work on social media. I wouldn't say it's just time dependent. First of all, there is a certain amount of time, but you're, you're, the kind of work that you've done, what you've gone through, how you've experimented with that, how much work you've put into it. And when I say work, it doesn't mean just you're picking up books and reading about coaching. You're actually in conversation yeah. with people and you're seeing the results of what you're doing. Are people signing up? Or if you haven't, and I say this a lot, it's my clients or to many of the members here is that if you haven't had at least, let's say a large enough sample, a hundred conversations, you don't know your conversion rates. You don't know what worked, what didn't work. You probably don't know how your business works very well. And in that, I'm hearing that you've done the work in the background. That's what allows you to sell at this level. Cause it's very simple for us to say that I can do this in one month, but there's a lot of background of work. And that's why well, when I share my journey, I'm like, it took me a good seven years to get here. <laughs> it could have right. taken half that time if I had the guidance that we're providing here in CMC, but it, there is work involved. It can be simple, straightforward, but it's hard work and there's thinking involved. There's background work you need to do to move through this. But for me, I would say this is worth it. And I'll go a little bit into what we're coaching mastery community, but where can people find you, Andrea? And did you have any last thoughts you wanted to share? Yeah, absolutely. So the last thought I wanted to share is after I did my workshops, I also wanted to let you know, like I've launched a Facebook group. And so I am doing some social media, growing my business with social media and um, trying out some new approaches with that. In my first two weeks, I got about 400 members in my Facebook group. And part of how I did that is I have this sort of inner circle of other women business owners. And I said, would you be my super affiliates and invite people to this group? And so I was like, all the, like, I want all of the most successful business people, business women that are in your connections, invite them to my group because this is what we're all about. And so that group is growing really quickly. So if anybody out there is struggling with social media, like referrals, 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 you got to use your referrals network and literally ask for what you need. Ask people to invite people to your group. And so I've been able to, after my second workshop, I also posted like a four day, like promo, like book a call with me. Here's, you know, here's my program that's coming up. And so I did get a few people that signed up because of that as well. And so I'm testing different things and seeing what works. And if there, if you're a woman in business and you're listening to this, it's called bold women in business sisterhood. That is my Facebook group. You can join me there. My website is andreaingstrom.com. And so you can find out more about me there. And, you know, I do public speaking and I'm available for, you know, being on podcasts and stuff like that. So yeah, that's how people can find me. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your energy with us today and your experience and your wisdom and the challenges that you have. All of this, I think is so incredibly important for coaches to learn and understand as they move forward in their own journey. This is not easy. It may look easy at times. It is not easy. It takes a lot of tenacity and a lot of those other qualities that Andrea believes are truths about her. And I think we can all take a book and take a page from that book and find our own truths that we are leaning into so we can serve more powerfully. 
Yeah. Uh, and also definitely share this podcast because there are a lot of coaches that are struggling and they've been kind of given this weird idea of marketing and sales that has to do with a lot of complicated funnels and websites yeah. and stuff. And the way Andrea is sharing is that, no, you go directly talk to people, ask for referrals and get people in a space where you add value. And that's generally what we're talking about too in Coaching Mastery Community too. And what we're trying to do is help you simplify your process. It'll still be hard work. It'll still be consistent work. You'll still need to be supported to move forward in that direction. But as soon as you get started, you understand what it takes, then you get to work. And it is work. And that reminds me of Brandon Burchard's quote is like, when you knock on the door of opportunity, don't be surprised if work answers. <laughs> That's the thing that we avoid a lot of time. So definitely share this video or audio, whatever you're listening to this, like this, share some of your questions that you might have around some of the things that Andrea shared. So if she can answer it, we'll get her to see that, or we can answer some of your questions. Definitely come to our masterclass that's on Monday, the 24th of April at 1 p.m. If you're listening to this afterwards, we regularly do masterclasses at least three times a quarter. Let us know where you're stuck in. We'll share our resources with you. Reach out to us at support at coachingmastercommunity.com or go to one of the links. It should let you get in touch with us and we'll, we'd be happy to support you in any way that we can. Sherry, did you want to last share any last thoughts? Oh, you're giving me the final word today. <laughs> I just am super appreciative and grateful to you, Andrea, for showing up and sharing your heart with us today. Thank you, Faisal, for showing up and sharing your heart with us today. This is how we grow is in community, even if it needs to be, has to be through podcast or virtual. There is such power there. So thank you all for listening. We are excited about your own coaching journey and we'll see you next time. All right. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Coach's Journey Podcast. 